in a universe where life does not end at death, we explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Theodian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. Continuing with Sage Aaron, we jump ahead to his venture across the realms in study of fragmentation amongst core inhabitants. This log features the finding of an individual that furthers Aaron's drive to understand the nature of existence. Now, let's dive in. What are memories? Recalling events that we once considered present but now are viewed as the past? Are they real anymore? Do the experiences affect us the same way? These are all questions that one would assume an answer to. Perhaps even before the reset, we felt we had an answer. However, the more I research... The more I think a memory is just a vague concept of what we consider our past self. A fragment, on the other hand, they are more real than anyone can truly comprehend, for they express physiological and psychological trauma to the same effect as a present event would have, almost like the past takes over the present. But how is this possible, and can it be stopped? This is Archivist Aaron reporting for Log 224 on a very peculiar discovery. After the crew and I met with the Demeti Prime of Demetil 4, they informed us of an individual that was ill in the mind. It was quite peculiar due to the symptoms being of fragmentation. However, this individual was on Demetil 4 well over a decade or so. What's odd about this is that the Demeti suffered through fragmentation just as this individual, but the person in question never stopped their fragmentation. In fact, their symptoms supposedly were more severe than what I've come to understand about a fragmented mind. Therefore, we went in, out in search of this individual, said to be a Ludanian monk from the Nebulaic Convergence. Apparently, after suffering for so long, on Demetil 4, they decided to return home. It is time to find out why and get some answers. Therefore, I will be recording the rest through my codex. My hope is that this monk will provide much-needed answers that will, in turn, fully reverse the effects of fragmentation so that the whole of the core can remember their past, if there even was any. <clears throat> Mic test. Checking. Currently, the planet we find ourselves on is said to be some form of anchor for the nebulae. Our systems are going off the charts. There is some kind of storm outside. But before we entered the atmosphere, we were able to pinpoint a single life form on this world. I assume it is our monk. Hopefully, we will get some answers. As Aaron opens the door to the ship, a storm rages outside as he approaches his squad. 
Sigmund steps forward and yells, It seems our directive is up approximately two clicks north of here. Shouldn't take too long if we take a pod. Aaron places his hand on his temple as a light flashes toward his surroundings. The world around him shows rain pouring with slight hints of large structures. As he focuses on the structures, the Codex picks up large boulders that seem to be made of some kind of gemstone. However, the storm makes it difficult to get an accurate reading. Something strange occurs, though, as Aaron seems to be mesmerized by the stone boulders for a moment. Sir, would you like me to activate the... No. No. I think it best that... Well, that I go alone with no pod. Aaron, you can't be serious. This mission will be quicker and safer if we take the pod and all go in together. I'm not sure what it is, Sigmund. Something about this place reminds me of home. Aaron places his hand on Sigmund's shoulder and smiles underneath his environmental suit. Retrieve Vander and hover 50 kilometers above the coordinates. Keep a reading on me at all times. If something goes wrong, I want you to be the first to know. Sigmund nods and follows the order given as Aaron begins to descend down the path towards the monk they came for. Heading down this path, the Codex picks up strange energy phenomena that descends down but arcs through the boulders that Aaron just saw a moment ago. Almost like a heartbeat thumping to each individual step that Aaron takes. Examining the boulders more closely, Aaron feels a slight rush as his body propels itself into the boulder without being able to react. Suddenly, the image on the codex goes static, but the recording still proceeds. The audio picks up strange sounds that permeate the space surrounding Eron. It is an unsettling, yet calming at the same time. Eron begins muttering to himself. How fascinating. An alternate reality? Dimension. Correct. A voice penetrates through the space as Aaron sounds back. Are you the monk? The one that still suffers from fragmentation? Correct. The voice echoes as suddenly images begin forming through the codex. However, these images do not show Eron in this alternate dimension. Instead, they show a Ludanian monk, a prime with violet-blue hair, and navy blue eyes with white pupils extending into a tattoo that almost creates a fissure between his skin, dividing his face into five parts, 
the monk is shown leaping into a volcano that then erupts as the vision pans over to a child of a similar facial structure, but without tattoos, and mourning over the life of their fallen. The Codex returns back to static. Is this the fragment that repeats itself in your mind? Eron asks. Once again. Correct. How have you lasted so long? Eron sits in silence for a short time. Until finally a response. Ludane grants expand. Senses widen, allows for a break. This space, this dimension, is it able to be accessed away from New Dane? Another moment of silence occurs, then breaks. Ludane is expanse. The entities, the senses. Access to Ludane is access to all. How does one access Ludane? One last moment before Ludane within all watches all, feeds on all. Ludane sees and feels, senses the truth. Expand to Ludane and see the change. Suddenly, the codex appears on a mud hill as a bright light shines down at the center of it, with the Ludanian monk meditating at an altar in front of a monastery. This structure is at the heart of the hurricane. Aaron approaches the monk, but does not go to wake him from his trance. A face of disappointment but curiosity shines on Aaron's face as he lifts up the codex and stops the recording. After Aaron's meeting with this monk, he returned back to the ship and began to research what he could of Ludane. The words of the monk repeated in his mind, he felt that in order to access such a space, he must expand his mind to allow for such an experience to happen. Therefore, Aaron spent the next 2.4 cycles researching Ludane and hunting down other Ludanian monks. They all speak the same, connected to one another, yet still maintain a sense of individuality. Their balance is within the cosmos itself. And after diving deep into Ludanian mythology, Aaron finally had a vision. A vision that stemmed from such a space. A space where he could see the change.
I thank you for listening to this entry. We are two episodes away from the season finale, and I'm pumped for what I have planned next season. This was just an introduction to what I have in store for you. Be sure to join ArthadianAnthologies.com as a member, so that when season three launches, you'll be able to access the exclusive episodes I'll have in store for you. Until then, thank you again for your support. Be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>